Hey everybody, this is Corey Stanfield and welcome back to another episode of Here's the Skinny. Today's topic is a little surface. Um, I want to talk about drag queens. Um, I want to talk about, um, just in general, um, what my opinion is on drag queens. Um, who are some of my favorite drag queens? Why are some of my favorite drag queens? Um, also, you know who I am as a drag performer, what my drag name is, what, um, and just, you know, give it, kind of get light and airy and kind of have fun with it, you know, because drag is a fun thing. Okay, so, um, as I said, I'm a drag queen, um, as many of you may know, um, my, many of my friends know, I shall say, um, I'm a drag queen, um, my drag name is Amber Rose, um, I've been doing drag for about two and a half years now, um, originally my drag name was Fiona Bell, um, I changed it at the, I want to say after Thanksgiving last year, um, just because my aesthetic as a drag queen is very, like, grunge, like, um, you know, edgy, kind of fiery fun. Um, I also like to give, um, I also like to do comedy numbers. I don't really like to do, uh, I mean, I like lip syncing because I have a drag queen, you know, has lip sync, it's part of the job, um. But my, like, the place I like to, like, really have fun is uh, at a comedy, you know, at a club, you know, at a bar where I can do comedy and make people laugh. Um, that's my shtick, um, which many drag queens don't do anymore. They're more about looking pretty and dancing, which is fine. That's cool. You know, let them do them. Um, I got into drag uh, because of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I started watching Drag Race season... Five. Um, since then, I've seen all the seasons from two on up. Uh, it's two to the current season, season 11, and all of All-Stars. Um, never seen Drag U. Um, kind of afraid to watch it just because like I've heard really bad things about it. Anyways, uh, got into drag season five of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do as a drag queen. Um, what I wanted to do... Um, in terms of, like, what did I want to bring to the table that, you know, other people may or may not have brought. Um, season six rolled around, and, uh, I saw Bianca Del Rio on her, on season six, um, and I fell in love. I fell in love with the comedy aspect. Um, I'm quick-witted as a person. I have a really good, uh, I'm really good at having conversation. I'm really good at expressing my feelings. I'm really good at making people laugh. Really good at judging a room based on, like, the feel. I'm good at dealing with hecklers, you know, this, that. Like, you know, I have that very, uh, I'm very fun to to listen to. And I'm kind of quirky and such um, in general. Um, and I was like, that's what I want to do. So I started doing it. Uh, and I've been doing that for about two years now. Uh, my first, the first, like, half year I did drag, I tried to be a pretty queen. And it wasn't my thing. Um, I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to do comedy because it's where I'm most comfortable at. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, some of my favorite drag queens include Bianca Del Rio, Adore Delano, uh, Trixie Mattel, just because Trixie and Bianca both have that comedy aspect. They're very funny, very like, you know, they like to make people laugh. Um, I like Katya. Um, I like Karen from Finance. I like Lady Bunny. Um, like Nina West from the current season, season 11 of Paul's Drag Race. Um, I like, 
uh, the kind of drag that I find the most entertaining is campy, comedy, uh, you know, fashion is a huge part of drag, that is true, um, and I find campy, campy drag, uh, like, you know, silly, kooky, crazy, uh, avant-garde, out of the wall, off the wall, crazy drag to be interesting, and, uh, the drag that I, I tend to lean more towards, I mean, you know, that I'm attracted more to, um, nothing wrong with being a beauty queen, it's just not my tea, um, I, I can't, I don't paint for beauty, so I don't necessarily want to be a, you know, I don't necessarily, um, find myself, you know, going out of my way to look up beauty queens and follow their Instagrams and such, I'll follow their Instagrams if I, like, see them, but I don't go out of my way just to look at their looks every day, you know, um, that's just, you know, that's just who I am, um, but I, I also, like, I love the aspect of drag where we're social, where we're influencers as people, um, because we challenge a lot of things that mainstream society has deemed normal, like gender, um, fashion, um, you know, what's acceptable and what's not. In terms of, you know, like, ha- like performing and just interaction with people and such. I, I find drag to be a very, very, very cool, you know, way to get people to rethink their views on things. Um, I find that, you know, um, drag also teaches people that it's okay to not be normal which I love because nowadays people try so hard to be normal and so hard to be, you know, to fit in and drag teaches people that you don't have to, you know. Um, the biggest thing I've ever learned from a drag queen was actually from RuPaul. Um, and he said, people's, people's opinions of you, that ain't your business, you know. And it's true. What people think of you, you don't have to worry about because at the end of the day, if they ain't paying your bills, if they ain't sleeping in the bed, same bed as you, and if they ain't your mama, they don't matter, you know. We, as a society, focus so much on what other people think about us, and we lose ourselves. We forget to love ourselves, and I think that's why so many people nowadays hate themselves. You know, I see one too many times on Facebook, people say, I hate myself, I hate my life, I hate the way my life is, I hate the way I feel about myself, I'm so sad, I'm depressed, I'm lonely, I'm this, I'm not okay, I, I'm anxious, I'm, I'm confused, I, I don't want to, you know, live anymore, I hate the way, I, uh, the way, way things are going. Because we lose ourselves. We spend so much time on social media, so much time, you know, just focusing on other people and trying to get their acceptance that we don't accept ourselves. And, you know, the biggest thing I've learned in the past two, three years of my life is that you have to accept yourself. You know, I used to tell people all the time I hated myself. And I did. I genuinely could not stand myself. I could not stand who I was. I could not stand what I was. I could not stand just living and up until about two years ago, that's how I was. And then I just stopped. I decided to work on my mental health and just accept myself and love myself and appreciate who I am, appreciate what I stand for, and appreciate just, you know, the 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 life I lead, the things I do, the blessings that I've been given. Um, and I've just learned to just live my life and accept who I am, you know, because if you're not happy with yourself, you can't be happy in general, 
Like RuPaul always says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? That's true. You know, you we we focus so much on people's people's opinions and what people think. And, oh, you know, they think I'm fat, they think I'm skinny, they think I'm too white, I'm too tall, my hair is too blonde, my eyes are too blue, you know, my nose is too big, I have dirty teeth, I have too big shoulders... You know, I'm lame, I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm a lame, I draw, I do this, you know, I do that. When, at the end of the day, who cares what they think? If you can genuinely say that you are happy with what you do, it don't matter what anybody thinks. It don't matter what anybody says. Because, here's the ticket, they have their own lives to live. They don't care, most of the time, like I said... They ain't paying your bills. They don't matter because if they're not paying your bills, they don't care about you. They don't care about what you think. They don't care about how you feel. They don't care about what you think about yourself or what you think about anything, you know, how you live your life. They only put their two cents in and that's it. They don't care. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't think about you all the time. They don't think about how you feel. They don't care about, you know, the life you're living or the depression you have. They don't. So why give them the satisfaction of caring about what they think? They don't care about you. They don't care about your life. They just put their two cents in because they feel like they're right. And if you know what? They're not. You know, if you don't agree with them, then they're not right. If you don't agree with how they... If you don't agree with the things they say about you, then they're not right. You know, if they say, oh, you're too fucking... You talk too much. And you don't think you talk too much? Then you don't. Because you know what? You are in charge of who you are. You are in charge of your definition. And I think drag is a huge, huge platform for that. Even if you don't get on Drag Race. Because for me becoming a drag queen, I had to decide what my aesthetic was going to be. And to do that, I had to think about who I was as a person, who I wanted to represent, who I wanted to be, what I genuinely enjoyed and how I was going to take my drag and put it in the action with those, you know, with those things I liked. And it, it helped me discover who I was, you know. I love to dance. It taught me, drag made me realize I love to dance. That I love to just move my body to music and give, you know, full-on productions with my body and, you know, just, you know, productions and flowing and movement. That I love that. And even though I did color guard for eight years, it took up until me doing drag to realize that that was something that I truly and passionately enjoyed was dance and body expression, bodily expression through movement. You know, it's, it's such a cool, it was such a cool transformation and a cool, you know, realization that drag gave me. And, you know, it, like it, like I've been saying, it made me realize that people's opinions to me don't matter. You know, they used to tell me that I was flat-footed. They used to tell me that I was too fat to dance. They used to tell me that I was too, you know, I had this weird bodily, I didn't move the right way when I danced. And you know what? I believed them up until I started doing drag and realized I'm actually pretty good at this. You know, I'm happy with what I do and people enjoy it. People enjoy watching me dance and have, you know, move my body, have fun with music and express myself through dance. People genuinely enjoy it. And I, I just think that that, that that transformation couldn't have been possible without drag. And it was such a cool and, you know, necessary transformation. And I have drag to thank for that. Um, 
And, you know, the, the thing about the gay community is that drag is so polarizing, you know? It's either you like drag queens or you don't. And people have extreme opinions about drag queens, you know? I've heard many a time from people in the gay community, LGBT community, that, oh, you're a drag queen. That must mean you're extremely feminine and you're really loud and really, you know, annoying. And I'm like, no, you know, that's not true. Um, not every drag queen is like that. For me, drag is an art. Drag is meant to express who you are through costume and performance and makeup and color and, you know, the whole nine yards. And it you don't have to have a certain type of personality to do drag. You don't. You don't have to be the loud, boisterous, yes, girl, work, slay type of person to do drag. You can be reserved and still do drag. Because I'll tell you right now, when I put on that wig and that makeup and those heels and I'm in a full drag, my personality changes. You know, I, I, I can genuinely say that. And I just think there's such a stigma and such a, a misconception that drag queens are extremely feminine and extremely gay and extremely annoying and extremely loud. And that's not the case. Yes, there are drag queens who are loud. Yes, there are drag queens who are feminine. Yes, there are drag queens who have big personalities. But not every drag queen is like that. You know, just like not every baseball player is a, a, a snuff-chewing, uh, sunflower seed spitting, you know, loud, stuck-up piece of, you know, stuck-up guy, stuck-up girl. You don't have to be an extremely feminine person, an extremely loud person, an extremely, you know, boisterous, loud, huge personality person to do drag, you know, and I, I just think that that misconception needs to be taken away, because it's, it's, it's a misconception, it's just that, you know, we're Paul, and all these drag queens always say, we're all born naked, and the rest is drag, because, like I said, when you do drag, you are, you have a personality, you put on a personality, you become your drag persona, you know, and as people, we have our personality, we have our fashion, we have our style, we have our way we go about our lives, and we become our, who we are, you know, and it's like drag, you pick your person, you get your personality, you get your style, you live your life, you perform, which is your life, the way you feel necessary, you feel correct, and that's that. And I I just think people don't understand and appreciate drag as a whole because there's such a stigma with it being loud, boisterous, annoying, quote-quote annoying gay people, you know? And I, I don't know. I just don't think it is. It's an expressive art. It's just a way for people to, for people to express who they are and to escape reality. For me, it's such an escape. It gives me... It gives me another personality where I'm no longer Corey. I'm Ember. I am a... Ember is a spitfire, exciting, not loud. She is loud sometimes. She's a spitfire, funny, exciting, you know, brave person. And me as Corey, I am a nervous wreck all the time. I, you know, I, I'm an extroverted introvert. But I I hide a lot. I stay away from people. I don't go out very much. I tend to just stay to myself. Um, you know, I I it's just it's it's an expressive art that I think is 
a great thing and such a stigma in the LGBT community for it. And I just, I just don't understand why, you know? And I, I just think that we as a drag community need to work towards changing that misconception, changing that idea, changing that like stereotype, um, and just be great performers and great, just, just be great drag queens, drag kings, you know, people always say, people are, not always say, but people say, oh, drag is only for guys trying to be girls, it's not, we're all born naked and the rest is drag, so, um, I just think anybody can do drag, transgender, straight, gay, bi, uh, you know, black, white, Asian, uh, Hindi, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, anybody can do drag and just enjoy it because it's such a great thing. Um, but yeah, that's my take on drag. Um, just in general as a topic, um, I, yeah, I just, I hope that the future of drag is a bright one and that we can start to appreciate drag as an art more than a a selective, a selected group of people who aren't desirable. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this. Um, hope you enjoyed this. Um, if. If you'd like to leave some feedback, that's great. Until next time, bye.